Hello and welcome to the Soul Seeking Love podcast. My name is Alicia, but you can call me Leash. Join me each week as I go on a journey to answer life's biggest questions and probably ask a few more along the way. Thanks so much for joining. All right, welcome back to another episode from yours truly, Spiritual Carrie Bradshaw, or as I like to call it, um, just me relating stories of my absolutely horrendous dating life. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it is jokingly horrendous, but I obviously always come out of every single date and interaction and meeting and whatever you want to call it with a new lesson. And I, for that, I'm grateful because... I'd rather learn the lessons now <laughs> than after and kind of have to go backwards and try and fix problems in a relationship, which I have also done. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about relationships in general. I've been having a lot of wild dreams about Mr. Big, actually, but we're not going to get to talking about him today. He's not on my radar. He's just apparently in my dream radar lately, which... I'm sure means something because it always does with Mr. Big, but um, I haven't figured it out yet. So if I figure it out, I will happily share that with you, whatever that lesson may be. Um, but this is a totally different lesson. So I told you all in 2022, I'm going to be way more real and authentic. So I'm going to share a real fucking story <laughs> about what happened. So uh, this isn't a super graphic story um, in terms of like, it, we only went on one date. Me and this person. But this is a great lesson. So he and I only went on one date. And it didn't go very far. Um, but if it, there is any graphic stories. I will be sure to put a disclaimer in the beginning of it. In case you are really close to me. Or are a dear friend or family member. That does not want to hear about me. Hooking up with guys. Because spoiler alert. I do hook up with the guys. But... <laughs> This particular guy I did not hook up with because we only went on one date and I, I barely knew him. But, and there's nothing wrong with that either. I just didn't have, it didn't happen with this guy. So anyway, getting back to the story, this might take two episodes. Um, but what I'm going to do, because I want to keep them to 20 to 25 minutes, but I also want to be able to tell the story and then share the lesson. And this particular story... <laughs> I don't know. It shouldn't take 20 minutes, but we'll see how it goes because it's, it's hilarious. And every person I've told it to thinks it's hilarious, myself included. So anyway, I met this guy on a dating app. I believe it was Hinge. Yes, it was Hinge. And we go back and forth a little bit. We are both from the East Coast. I'm from Jersey. He's from New York. Um, he went... He lived where I used to live, you know, I lived where he used to live, like, a lot of commonalities. Um, we have a lot in common with work, we're both very career-oriented, like, super busy, et cetera, et cetera. So we've been in Arizona now for however many years, I think he's been here longer than me, but we just connected, but, you know, over text on a dating app that I barely even knew. So then we, he asked for my phone number. So he travels off for work. I travel a lot just because I like to move around. 
as you guys know, and um, we couldn't sync up for a couple weeks, but we were texting quite a bit, sending pictures, whatever, like normal, like flirty, super friendly, casual, nothing crazy texts, right? Like I wasn't texting this guy like, oh my God, he is the man of my dreams, but I also wasn't texting him like, oh, he's terrible. I don't want to speak to him. Like he, it was neutral. It was very neutral, but I was enjoying it and I was open to seeing where it was going to go. Right. Cause that's, that's been my whole thing. Like just exploring the possibilities, trying to not create assumptions. Great. So this guy seemed to check all the boxes, like good job. I think owns this house, whatever, lives in a nice area, super friendly, very respectful, like didn't say anything creepy. I didn't get a dick pic. So that's a, that's an A plus right there. The fact that I made it past a week of him texting me without seeing a photo of his genitals. Like, I don't know why men do that. But once again, I am asking you, please, men, stop fucking doing that. <laughs> please stop doing. Once again, I'm asking you to stop sending dick pics. Thanks. Okay. So he didn't. But we finally set a date to meet. And this was um, right after Thanksgiving. So I want to say it was like the first week of December, maybe right after Thanksgiving, whatever. So he's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go this, this, this? Give me a a bunch of options. And one of them was like walk through this like cute little park not far from me and check out Christmas lights. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, well we could do that. But like, let's go have dinner first. Cause I didn't want to like, you know, randomly meet this guy and like drive around. He had offered to come pick me up, but learning from past experiences, I felt more comfortable just meeting him there. Like I've had guys pick me up in the past and it just usually, not that I ever felt unsafe, but I just prefer to have my own car because I feel like what happens is quick side story. When somebody picks me up, the date tends to go longer than I want it to, or they presume they're going to come into my apartment, which I then have to awkwardly say no to, or they come in and then I have to awkwardly try and get them out because I don't want them to stay over. And yeah, either I don't like to do, I have to learn how to set better boundaries. So I did by saying, I'll meet you there instead of saying, sure, come pick me up. Cause I wasn't ready for him to like know my address. Cool. Every woman has been there, I'm sure. So I meet him at this place. And shockingly, I was early, aka on time, (laughs) and he was late. And that's very unusual for me because I'm usually the one who's like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. But I happen to live like right down the street from where we were going. Like I was 10 minutes away and he was all the way on the other side of the valley, which was like a 30, 40 minute drive. Cool. Look at me talking like I'm actually from Arizona. Wow. Anyway, he was on the other side of the valley. I was on the um, east side. I always have to do never eat slimy worms every time I think of north, south, east, and west. I don't know how people just fucking know that. Like, cool, Lewis and Clark. Thanks. Anyway. (sighs) By the way, guys, this is really me unfiltered. I'm not editing this shit. This is me. This is how I actually talk. This is how I really tell stories. So please keep up. Anyway. (laughs) You can rewind and fast forward if I'm annoying. So I get to dinner and he's like, hey, I'll be there in a minute. And I see a car pull in and there's no parking spot. So there was like a car pulling onto the street. I'm like, oh, that must be him because he just texted me. And this this guy starts walking over to me. And I shouldn't say walking because he wasn't walking. He was on crutches. 
And when I say on crutches, I mean, like, literally had a cast on his arm, a cast on his leg, and a full fucking neck brace. A full fucking neck neck brace. Like, literally looked like this person had gotten hit by a bus. And I, like I said, his name to him, which I'm obviously, like, his name is Crutches for all intents and purposes. That's how he's going to be known on this podcast. And to all my friends, this is what his name is. His name is Crutches, just like Mr. Big is Mr. Big. So Crutches walks over to me and I'm like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, is that you? He's like, yeah, hey. And I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, so really embarrassing story. Like, I didn't want to tell you this. But, you know, I I broke my leg and, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this looks really scary. Like, are you okay? And, like, it was dark out, so I couldn't, like, see him up close. And he's like, yeah, no. He's like, I just felt like if, if I had told you what happened, you would have canceled. I'm like, yeah, I probably would have. Like, obviously, we're not going to be able to go walk around looking at Christmas lights because it was, like, a outside walking thing, not a driving thing. And I'm like, I'm not going to make you hobble around this fucking path. So I'm glad we came to dinner first. He's like, yeah, no, I would have been fine. I would have figured it out. And I, like, part of me was like, oh, my God, that's so cute. Like, he's so valiant, like, trying to, like, show off for me. Just wait. <laughs> so anyway, we, we were at dinner, and we're just having regular first date conversation. I'm not even going to get into that because it's kind of irrelevant to the story. But the majority of the date was great. The majority of the date was us talking about normal first date shit. And I felt like we had a pretty decent connection. And apart from the fact that he had a full neck brace, arm cast, and leg cast, he was really cute. So I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, I can, I'm not a shallow person. Like, I don't care that he's hurt. I'm concerned for his well-being. Like, why wouldn't he have told me this? We've been texting, right? So mixed throughout the really good first date conversation He continues to tell me the story of how he broke his leg and his arm and maybe fractured his collarbone, hence the neck brace. And I'm like, wow, this is like really scary. Like, what did you break? And he couldn't answer it. He's like, well, I don't know. I didn't get an x-ray yet. And I don't know. Like, that was suspect to me. And and the fact that he had no cuts or bruises was sus to me also. Like, okay, cool. So you you have like broken bones, but like what happened? Fell off the ladder hanging Christmas lights. Okay, well, it's the first week of December. That tracks. Sure. But the story continued. Like, every so often, he would add layers to the story. He's like, yeah, so remember that day last week that I wasn't texting you? Like, I was in the hospital. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, it's no big deal. Like, I don't expect you to text me back every minute of every day. Like, which is true. (laughs) Like, I figured you just had a fucking life. Like, I didn't think, like, you are in the hospital, whatever. Like, nothing. I didn't think anything of it. And I'm like, okay, wow, that's, yeah, totally, I get it. Like, say no more. Like, you don't need to explain to me why you didn't text me last week. Like, we're here now. It's fine. So, like, every once in a while, he would throw in little things like that. Like, oh, what did you break? Oh, I don't know. But I'm going to New York this weekend, so I'm going to just get, like, a, a doctor that I know out there. Check me out. Cool. That that tracks. That makes sense. Like, you're still going to fly like that? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, they have people in the airport that can carry your luggage, blah, 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 blah. Right? So... Date goes well. End of the date. This is hilarious. He walks me into my car and he's like, can I kiss you? And I'm like, I'm afraid I'm going to knock you over. Like, I don't want you to lose your balance. He's like, I'll be fine. Don't worry. So he gives me like a peck. And it, it was like kind of cute because he's he's tall and I'm short. And I was wearing flats that night. 
which I honestly, this is so fucked up, but I'm going to be true with you guys. I'm only 5'3". And I know that I'm only 5'3", and that's short for most women. But I tend to wear four-inch heels on the first date just to test men to make sure they're actually the height their bio says they are. I'm so fucked up. But if I'm 5'7", and I, I guarantee most women do this. I would love to know the answer. If like any of you want to DM me, please. I wear four-inch heels on purpose so I could be 5'7", so that if he says he's six foot and it looks like he's actually like 5'8 or 5'10", I'll know based off of the fact that like I'm almost his height in heels. I don't give a fuck. I like whatever. Maybe that's shallow. But this dude showed up in crutches and I didn't say boo. All I said was, I'm so sorry that you came out. I hope you're okay. Not like, ew, you have crutches. You know, like I was sincere and I meant it. I'm a genuine person. Like I was legitimately concerned for his well-being. So anyway, I didn't wear heels this night, shockingly. So I had to like stand on my tippy toes to kiss him goodbye because I didn't want him to like lean over considering he only had one good fucking leg, right? And one good arm. And it was his, like, dominant arm that he writes with. So I was like, that's weird. Okay, I'll I'll help you out. Like, in, you know, in, like, the movie Hitch, like, you go 90, I'll go 10. Like, I went the 90. Usually I let the men do that. But, like, in this case, I stood on my tippy toes and gave him a kiss. And I was like, okay, well, like, get home safe. Like, please text me when you get home. Like, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. So then, like, normal texting. Like, text me when he gets home. Normal post-date texting. Like, he was talking to me about scheduling the second date. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, he was away. I was working crazy hours. We couldn't schedule for another, like, two weeks. So that put us, like, the middle of December. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. Whatever. No big deal. At least we have something scheduled because it's the holidays and like I don't want to make a big deal about dating someone new over the holidays because it's like extra charged and I didn't want it to be like that. I wanted to like go with the flow and let things happen as it should happen, not like, you know, because we want to be with somebody, right? Like because of the holidays. This is definitely going to be two episodes <laughs> just so you guys know. But this story is like the, the context of this story I feel is so important because this is a great fucking lesson. Okay, so we set the date. Cool. In the meantime, we're chatting. All right. And he goes away for work. And I'm like, oh my God, get there safe. Like, let me know what happens, blah, blah, blah. So he doesn't text me when he lands. And then I'm like, okay. Text him like late in the day. I'm like, hey, how was your flight? Like, no, no big deal. And he's like, yeah, everything went good, blah, blah, blah. So we're texting back and forth our normal stuff. And then towards the end of the night, like I'm at work late that night. And randomly... Like, I was bored, low-key. Like, I was bored. Like, I had nothing to do. I was working late, and then after I got off work, I was like, oh, I'm kind of bored. But there was a part of me that was like, I want to stalk this guy. Like, I didn't Google him. And I don't always Google people because, like, I don't know. I'm not really that person. I usually do it when I'm actually invested in them just to, like, make sure they're not a psychopath. But if people Googled me, God only knows what they find. So I try not to do that because, the you know, there's one side of the story, the other side, and the truth. But anyway, for whatever reason, I felt compelled to Google this guy. Like, there was a part of me screaming, like, Google him. And I had his info. Like, I knew his name and shit. So I did. And I found his Instagram. And it said the city that he was traveling to. So that tracked. I was like, oh, okay. He is where he says he is. Cool. And I, like, checked his story, which I normally don't because you can see who looks at it. But I was like, ah, fuck it. Like, this guy knows we're talking. I'm obviously interested in him. I'll, I'll tell him the truth. I found his Instagram. Like, no big deal. 
Now I had said, he had said he was going to bed and like, I said, cool, call me in the morning. Like if you want, like we chat, whatever. I found his Instagram and not only was he, I mean, he was in the city that he told me he was in. So that was great. Um, but he was at a bar because he posted it on his social, on his story. And he also posted that he did a 25 minute 5k which I Googled because I'm not a, really a runner. Um, 25 minutes is like how long it takes me to do like a mile. <laughs> like I can maybe drive three miles in 25 minutes, but I can't, I can't run it. So I Googled it. I'm like, is that fast? And I asked one of my friends, I was like, is this fast? And they were like, yeah, that's really fucking fast. As a matter of fact, it would have been the world record that someone would have set for running on crutches. So I was like, that's interesting. Dude has a broken arm, broken leg, neck brace. And he did a 25-minute 5K. That's impressive. So I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'm going to let this go. I'm going to go to bed. I'm not going to say shit. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to message him. I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to let the, the chips fall as they may. Let me see what happens. But I had had that feeling, right? Something was off. Something didn't feel right. And I felt the need to prove it to myself. And I did, right? And what did I find? Okay, next morning he calls me. And I like I said, you can call me. I didn't say like you have to. It was like up in the air. I wasn't necessarily expecting it. As a matter of fact, he started calling me and I was hopping in the shower. I didn't even answer. So um, I got out of the shower, called him back, and was like, hey, what's up? How's your trip? He was like, hey. He's like, so I have to be honest with you. And I'm like, oh, what's, what's up? And I thought he was going to tell me like, the second thing that he told me, but the first thing was, oh, so, you know, last night I said I was going to bed and I ended up going out. Like my coworkers wanted me to go out with them. I was like, okay, cool. That's, that's fun. Like, did you enjoy it? Like he, he was at a, he was in a city that I had been to. So I was like, oh, did you do this? Do you go here? Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, we did. Well, it was fun. Like, I'm glad I went out, but I was like a little tired. I'm like, cool. So like, how was it like walking around with crutches? He's like, yeah. So about that. I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. He's like, um, I don't actually have crutches. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, I know that, but tell me please more. He's like, how do you know? And I'm like, well, I found your Instagram. I was like, and either you set the world record for running the fastest 5K on crutches or you're, you're lying. So I figured you were lying. And uh, yeah, f- please tell me what the fuck's going on. And I didn't say like, what the fuck's going on. I was like laughing the whole time because I was like, I was right. And I, like, I knew I was right already. Like he didn't need to tell me I was right. I had had that feeling. So apparently he went to this place where like it's a school that learns how to put crutches like an orthopedic school that learns how to put casts on people and you can volunteer to go without injuries so that they can learn and I don't know that maybe they pay you maybe they don't but he just did it maybe as a volunteer and he thought that it was weird as fuck. To not say anything, like to say something before the date. So he didn't and made up a whole story about it. And then was like, yeah, so they couldn't take it off before our date. And I just figured I would tell you that I fell off the ladder hanging Christmas lights. And, you know, it wouldn't be a big deal. I was I was planning on telling you the truth. I want to see you again anyway. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I, I was like shocked and I was like dying inside about this so let me tell you the moral of the story 
Well, actually, I'm not going to tell you the story. That's going to be next week. I just wanted to tell you the story because it's a great fucking story. <laughs> so... <laughs> and I, I want to share more of these stories because I have quite a few crazy date stories. And this one was one of them. Great guy. Great date. But that was a red fucking flag. It was a major red flag. And I didn't know it was a red flag because... The date was great. Everything about the date was normal, except for the fact that he didn't tell me he had crutches. So then he tells me that they were fake. And now I'm like, whoa, this is even bigger red flag. Because not only did he not tell me that he was going to show up to our first date on crutches, when I had seen pictures of him and he didn't have them, he tells me he lied about it. So now I'm like, really? I'm like, you, I was actually concerned for your well-being. Like, I didn't judge you because you had crutches. I was judging you because you didn't tell me. Like, why would you think that I wouldn't show up anyway? Like, I wouldn't judge you for that. I was worried that you weren't okay. And then I come to find out you were okay the whole fucking time. Which made sense because he had no bruises or cuts or anything. And I'm like, that doesn't, like, you obviously would be in way more pain if you fell off a fucking ladder hanging Christmas lights. You wouldn't be able to go to a date a couple days later. So... Anyway, so we have our second date scheduled. He's still away. And I'm like, okay, so I'm trying not to spiral about this. And I'm trying to just like let things happen. Like I said, I'm going with the flow, trusting myself to like know the truth. Because I already did. I already had this sneaking suspicion that something was off and I found the proof. But I was like, you know what? First dates are awkward. We met online like... He doesn't owe me anything, right? Like, we don't actually know each other. Is it a red flag? Kind of, but let's see what happens. And it wouldn't have been a red flag if he had told me about it maybe at the end of the date or maybe, like, sooner or, like, didn't wait for me to say, like, I know you're lying. But all of that combined and then what happened next made me feel like, wow, Alicia, you really missed the fucking red flag here. This was glaring. The universe was trying to say, like, maybe he's not a bad guy, but he's not yours. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about this. You don't have to invest your time. Like, keep it moving. So he messages me a couple days before our second date, and we had been texting the whole time. He's like, hey, so, you know, I really hate to do this to you, but I have to be honest, which I thought was hilarious because I was like, oh, now all of a sudden you want to be honest. (laughs) He's like, I had met someone else that I matched with online. And she lives closer to me, so I've been able to see her um, more than I've seen you, like, in the past couple weeks. Because, like, my work schedule and his work schedule are crazy. And we do live kind of far away. So, he's like, you know, I, I do feel a deeper connection with her. And it's not like I didn't feel one with you. But, like, you know, long story short, short, he's, like, breaking it off with me before a second date. He's like, I really want to see how things go with this other girl. And... You know, I think you're great and I appreciate it, blah, 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 blah. Like, it was very kind and respectful and it was the type of message I would have really loved to have gotten from someone who didn't already fucking lie to me, (laughs) like, multiple times. So, like, I was annoyed. I was so annoyed. But then another part of me was like, oh, shit, the universe just took this option off the table because you didn't listen the fucking first time. And... And I was hilarious about it. Like I was, like I had pulled so many people, like my friends, coworkers, like, y'all listen to this story. Tell me what this is all about. 
And people were on the fence about it. Like, a lot of women were like, run, this is a fucking psychopath. And most men were like, no, that's a weird fucking situation. Like, the dude opted to go get a cast and then had a first date with you. Like, no, no one's gonna, no one's gonna think that you're normal in that situation on a first date. And I'm like, okay, that's valid. I can see that from a guy's point of view. I can see that from anyone's point of view, not male or female, non-gender, it doesn't matter. I, I feel like that is totally rational as well. So I'm like, let me give the guy the benefit of the doubt. But it's almost like deeper than that. It doesn't even matter whether he was a liar or not a liar or like whether it was a red flag or not a red flag. Like the fact was something fell off to me and I should have just trusted that fe- feeling and known. And instead I was like, all right, let me go with the flow and let me see how it plays out and let me just let it play out. And... I'm coming to the end of the episode because I don't want this to be a super long episode. I wanted to just tell the story and I can't believe it took 20 minutes, but it's hilarious and it's worth it. But the question that I'm going to start asking and get into next week about this is, do we always have to run from a red flag? Like, did the worst case scenario happen in this case to me? No. Honestly, I didn't even get ghosted. Like, he, he lied to me. I caught him in a lie and he still didn't ghost me. So, like, great. Like, on some level, this guy is probably a genuine person. Maybe. And maybe it was just, like, the universe was trying to tell me this isn't your guy. Maybe it was just, like, my intuition saying, like, mm, not it. And it took my brain a little bit longer than my body to catch on to the fact that, like, he's not the one. And, you know, there's, like, there's a feeling in your body when you know and sense that there's a person that you're supposed to go on a journey with. And, you know, that I could talk about this more in the next episode, but, like, even the person, the guy that I dated last year in 2021, it was only for a few months, but I knew how, like, I just knew that I was supposed to be with him at that time. And then when we were, like, the time had expired, it was time for us to, like, part, I also knew. But I don't regret that, and I don't, you know, I don't look back and think, like, oh, shit, I should have stayed longer, or I shouldn't have been with him. Like, I know that I got a lesson from him that I needed. Now, ask me this question about Mr. Big. I don't have a fucking answer yet. <laughs> I still don't have an answer. I've known him for almost 10, nine, nine fucking years I've known that man. And I still don't understand what the fuck his purpose in my life is. I can't figure it out for the life of me. Every time I think that I have a conclusion, I have another dream about him or some bullshit or he comes back into my life. So who knows? I really don't fucking know. But the question that I'm asking this week is, do we have to run from the red flags? Like, do we have to? And, like, what do they actually mean? So we'll talk about that next week. But I hope you enjoyed this podcast, which will also be known as The Crutches Story. (laughs) I'm wishing all of you safe, happy, fun first dates in 2022. (laughs) And we'll talk more next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I really hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you did, of course, you know what to do. Subscribe, rate, review, share it with a friend, and of course, I'll see you again next week. Thanks so much, and take care.